nowhere to run. The crew of the Phantasmal Squonk narrowly escapes another encounter with the Nihil, traveling to the Ogdul system to discover answers related to the mysterious coordinates provided by the Squonk's nav computer. However, with half the galaxy looking for the crew, is there a place in a known universe where the crew can safely hide? What happens when the past finally catches up to them? Who else could be looking for the Phantasmal Squonk now that they have the intention of many throughout the galaxy? Hey everybody, we are here. This is another game session. I have been waiting for this moment for such a long time. Uh, but uh, dear listeners, thank you so much for listening to our show. It has been amazing. It's been awesome. The feedback we've been getting has been wonderful. And I'm so excited to do yet another edition of the show. We are at the beginning of our second arc. Uh, so uh, we're going to be... Well, let me take a step back. I am not in control of this game anymore. I have absolutely no idea what's going to happen. Uh, the players have decided to go to a system that, wouldn't you know, doesn't have a whole lot of information about it. And so we're going to be uh, we're going to be doing some things that are pretty brand new. So for those of you all that are Star Wars lore masters that are like, oh my gosh, what is going on? That is the feeling you should have because that's been my feeling for the past couple of weeks doing all the research for the show. That said, I am totally excited. Um, everybody's here right now. We're all just looking forward to what's going to happen next. Uh, let's just do a qu real quick round of introductions just so uh, we can remind ourselves who's playing what. Though at, at this point, I think everybody knows. But let's start with, uh, well, let's start with me. I'm Chris. I'm the, I'm the Dungeon Master, Game Master, whatever you want to call the role, the person that's supposed to be running the game. I'm more like a referee at this point. So that's me. Uh, Hope, what about you? Hi, I'm Hope. Uh, my pronouns are she, her, and I play Gaz, whose pronouns are also she, her, and she is a Gazo. <laughs> uh, Jess, how about you? I'm Jess. I use they, them pronouns. I play Lysander. He's a human, and he uses he, him pronouns. Awesome. Colton? Hi. Uh, I'm <laughs> <laughs> sorry, my fixing my lights uh because obviously you, i need good lighting to record a podcast um well come on yeah of course yeah no obviously yeah. Uh, um i am colton uh i i i go by any pronouns and then um i i am playing ia1n who also goes by any pronouns and is everyone's favorite droid because i say so <laughs> uh charles how about you yay i'm not last today <laughs> Hi, uh, I'm Charles. My pronouns are he, him. I am playing Wynn, uh, whose pronouns are he, they. Uh, they are the Duros pilot of the ship. Uh, I do also want to say that as a Star Wars lore person, I also went to go check for more information on the planet where we're going. And yeah, I, I got no idea either. So I don't know what's about to happen, which is quite fun for me as a Star Wars fan. I have complete faith in Chris. <laughs> Lies. That was uh, a lie. <laughs> uh, and last but not least, uh, Nathan. Ah, uh, yeah, I'm Nathan. I use they, them pronouns. I play Zero, uh, the other everyone's favorite droid, uh, who also uses they, them pronouns. Awesome. Uh, yeah, so... Everyone's a liar because Gonk's everyone's favorite droid. <laughs> this is correct. This is true. This is true. Yeah, yes. yeah, no. Gonk yeah. It's Gonk. Favorite. Sorry. 
uh we love gonk don't we um poor poor gonk uh so when last we left our heroes they were flying far away uh from a refueling station that has been left uh, asunder in a pile of flaming wreckage and they have decided to head to yogdul yes that's the that's the system yogdul uh that uh to discover the truth behind the strange coordinates they received from the ship's computer. They do have now more than one ship, a freighter that was once owned by the bounty hunter Whisper, and it has been, say, several cycles since um, we last left our heroes. They've been in hyperspace this whole time just because flying from the outer rim uh, closer to the mid rim takes a long time. So with that said, most of y'all are checking out, have been checking out the new freighter. Uh, I did provide y'all with information on this freighter, and you've spent a significant amount of time just digging through things. Whisper had a lot of stuff. She enjoyed living luxuriously in space. Her furniture is gaudy. Uh, she has lots of reading material, magazines, and whatnot. And yes, even some other strange items that I won't go into detail right now, but I'll let y'all figure that out for yourselves. So with that said, what do y'all do? Um, when, well, when would like to lay claim uh, to the old collection of navigational maps of the core worlds. Uh, and also they will have wanted to uh, put the Sarlacc pit lava lamp in the squonk cockpit. <laughs> if there are no objections to either of these things, I'm hearing a no. No, no. Yeah. no. That's awesome. <laughs> These are things Wynn has done, and you can presently find them seated in the cockpit uh, doing pilot things. So, um, looking at our wonderful loot list, um, Gaz is now wearing very ill-fitting, fancy toilet clothes who that are not made for her Gazo body. And has been trying on like different jewelries and putting them back. Um, and has also taken note of all the food and stuff like that in Whisper's Gallery because we might be making a very long trip soon. So it's good to know how much food we have of everything. So uh, there is a device listed in uh, uh, our uh, loot list here. It, it says it's in the refresher called the Vac Cleaner 3000. Yes. And so uh, Zero has stumbled upon this room and this device and is going to uh, bend down and just be like, hello? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, your voice reverberates. Uh, it's kind of like a, uh, a, a, a hose uh, with a slanted tip at the end. Uh, and when you talk into it, you can hear your voice traveling and echoing through the hose. I think Zero just keeps trying to talk to it for a few minutes. Um, and uh, then just determines that it's not a sentient uh, droid like themselves. Uh, and then uh, walks away. Guys points her head out of, pokes her head out of Whisper's room. You know, Zero, there's lots of hats in here. Oh, I, I would I would very much like to to look at these hats. 
Come take a look, babe. Yeah, so I mean the the hats, mind you, are for Twi'leks, so or Twi'leks, whatever you pronounce it. Uh, so there's always going to be two holes at the top for the Lakus to move through. So you know, zero. They're all also very flexible. They could fit you know heads of all shapes and sizes. Some of them are pretty gaudy, like headdresses almost. Others are pretty simple. Can I put one on Gonk? Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, so when Zero comes in. Poor little Gonk has this, like, feather two-hole headdress on top of them. What do you think? Uh, Gonk says, Gonk. Stunning, <laughs> Gonk. You've never looked better. Gonk. Oh, wait. Gonk has arms, doesn't he? Yes. Okay, so uh, she has put the, kind of stretched the hat over the top of Gonk, so their two little arms can be in each hole. <laughs> There we go. That's that's what it looks like. Incredible. Oh I like to God. think that uh, Zero, Gaz, and Gonk do a little fashion show. Uh, little montage of just uh, wearing different outfits and, you know, 80s music playing in the background. I agree. I'm down for that. Gaz loves that and is just finds some capes and is like, Lysander, honey, there's capes in here, too. Um, so two things. One, fan artists. We need art of that. We need art of Gog in a headdress, like stat. <laughs> uh, secondly, <laughs> um, I don't remember what the secondly was. So never mind. <laughs> oh yes. Uh, hey Chris, what did you just roll? Uh, uh, Gonk, Gonk was uh, rolling to make sure they can stand up straight because they're not ah. used to wearing that kind of clothing. Okay, cool. I just, just you know, I, I heard dice and I got worried. So I just, oh, okay, no problem, yeah. no problem. I have a clarifying question, um, really fast. I'm assuming the two ships are linked together. Uh, yes. Continue. Okay, that was my only question. Yeah, and the uh, the freight the freighter ship is the one that is currently in hyperspace uh, driving everything group question actually because Chris you said at the beginning of this um, that we it's been a few rotations correct correct yeah have we had a group choice of like when we get to Yagdul what we're going to be doing with the two ships or are we have we decided if like if we're going to move everything to the squonk or I, I guess don't think we've had that discussion yet Okay, so we're still just, like, in play mode. Yes. Cool, just making sure. Uh, Lysander, what about you? I'd like to think Lysander is hanging out in the common room, like, on one of the sofas. Um, he's seen... He's, like, trying to read some of the magazines Whisper has, but he's still kind of <laughs> processing everything that happened before... And it's kind of been closed off these last couple cycles. Yeah, uh, as a matter of fact, I have my notes to, uh, to just remind myself. Lysander, can you make a wisdom saving throw, please? Oh, great. Is this about <laughs> the item I was about to ask about? There's an <laughs> item I'm looking at on this list. Mm hmm. Ooh, um, 11? So, Lysander, the, the feeling, you keep going back to that feeling of when everyone in the diner was blown up, and you remember the screaming, the fear, and that type of 
uh, sudden emotion uh, kind of stays with you. Now you're able to kind of process it a little bit, but for, for you, it felt real. It felt like you were one of the people who were harmed and ultimately killed. And it, it's it, it it's now just a part of your memory. Trauma. <laughs> <laughs> so after uh, Goss is like, Lysander, there's capes. She just walks over and just kneels down beside him. What's up, Batu and Buttercup? I, you know, at the diner, I don't know how to describe that feeling I felt. It felt like all at once I was just hit with everyone's fear, their anxiety, and suddenly there's nothing. And I haven't been able to stop thinking about that. And I don't know if I'll ever be able to stop thinking about that right now. Yeah, I get that. I've been feeling that too. I've never seen anyone die before. But a very irritating, slightly annoying Duros once told me that you just can't blame yourself. It wasn't our fault. I... I want to believe that's true. You know, with with the hut, I was able to kind of tell myself, well, he's a part of the huts. The huts have been doing bad things to people in the Outer Rim for, for years and years. So maybe in some weird way it was okay that we witnessed him die. But those people at the diner were just people. I know. Maybe part of me feels like we shouldn't have gone back to the diner. I don't know. What else were we supposed to do? We had to refuel. It It's... She just takes Lysander's hand. It's not your fault. But it's okay if you feel like that right now. And if you take as much time as you need, and well, I can't speak for everybody else, but... I'm here if you need to talk. If it's three in the morning, just kick me awake. I got you. Lysander kind of squeezes her her feathery hands back. Do you want a hug? He hugs Gauze. Oh, she sits with him as long as he needs her. Oh, I think after this this uh or while this hug is happening uh you hear a, a bit of a clanking as zero awkwardly struts out no longer wearing a poncho but a long not well-fitting sequin dress and a big feathery hat and gonk is right beside oh. them with their headdress and things um is this is this how one wears organic fashion? <laughs> Honey, fashion's what you make it, and you look beautiful. Yeah, I was gonna say. Am I, really as they say, uh, working it? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Amazing. I think Zero just kind of poses. Aww. <laughs> they look so gorgeous. 
<laughs> I could not pull off that look, Zero. I, I have not the legs for that. I'm sorry, you guys were hugging. Was I interrupting something? <laughs> Lysander just sits back and just like, no, everything's fine. <laughs> I think you got here just in time. All right, cool. I don't know what to do in this now. Whatever you want. Should I like, I don't know, twirl? Yes! yes! Twirl! Do I need to roll to twirl? Uh, no, unless you want to be uh, very bombastic about it, then you can make a performance roll. Right, do a backflip! <laughs> do a flip! I want to make a performance roll. Alright, that's an 8 on the die. What is my performance? Uh, performance is... Zero, so that's an eight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you twirl uh, and uh, uh, don't knock into anything. So, uh, you know, and gonk goes gonk. All right. Um, I don't know if this is like my look now, but, you know, for right now, it seems nice. Do you like it? Right now. But How like, movable I, it... is that? Are you in that? Oh, not very at all. I feel like my... My uh, I my capacity to move has been like halved. I uh, <laughs> don't feel very comfortable in this, but you know, I guess I look good. Well, it's all about comfort. So if it want if you want it to be your look for right now, then it is. If you don't want it to be, that's fine. That's the fun thing about looks is you can change them. I'll wear it for a little bit longer and then go change back into my poncho. It makes me feel safe. Hey, if you find a silly hat in there, put one aside for me, because I'm going to try and put it on Wynn's hat. Oh, that Wynn could use a hat. I he... think everyone could use a hat. They could. They need a hat. Indeed. I don't Wynn's... think Wynn will let you. And one end, too. One end needs a hat. Wynn's voice uh, comes over the, the ship-wide intercom. One in. can I borrow you in the squonk cockpit, please? Yes! One moment! Uh, and IA1N puts down the uh, weapons that they were testing in the uh, cargo bay. <laughs> uh, just, you know, testing all the, all the, the, what was it? The seven blaster rifles, the eight sets of laser pistols, not the thermal detonators, but um, just, you know, testing out the weaponry, seeing, you know, seeing how they function. And then, hey, uh, 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 one end. Can you make a perception roll? Oh yeah, the thing that I'm definitely good at. Yeah, sure. Let me do that right now. As Colton's rolling, I have a question about the the weapons once they're done with this. Um. So, uh, because wisdom is the best stat to use as a dump stat, I used it as a dump stat, right? So I have a minus one in wisdom. Uh, so that's a nine on the roll, which means I got an eight. Okay, yeah, uh, you're you're messing around with a bunch of stuff. Uh, you manage to you do manage to notice a uh, a secret compartment that's been nestled right next to the thermal detonators opens up. I look I, I look into it. Uh, you see a data disk that's designed to be injected into a hollow projector. Where is the hollow projector? That's in the common room. Okay. Um. Uh, <laughs> I ate one and just sort of like floats. Floats, floats, turns, turns. 
puts the storage disk or the data disk into uh somewhere safe uh a compartment on uh their little body and then floats uh to go at, see what when needed okay when is presently seated in the squawk cockpit uh they have a series of of old navigational map uh data sticks on uh the console in front of them as one in enters uh when turns narrows their eyes suspiciously for a moment as if they're wondering what one in was doing but then say okay so I have these navigational maps of the core worlds from Whisper's ship. I'm yes. about to put them in the squonk. I need you to tell the squonk, who doesn't seem to be talking to me today, very clearly what these are so that they don't, I don't know, Eject the cockpit if I try to stick random navigational data in them. Yes? Understood. I will report to the computer immediately. Yay. <laughs> uh, and then I'll, I'll float off to the computer uh, and just, uh, what is it called? Splice in? Slice in? Uh, uh, slice into the system. Yes. Yeah, so uh, yeah, uh, real quick, Hope, you had a question about the guns? Oh, yes. Because um, last episode we had our first combat. Um, yeah. Does our ammunition from anything we fire, like, refill? Or do we have to buy more? Or if Whisper has it, can we just claim it? Cause yeah, I... you, yeah, you have to recharge them. Essentially. Oh, now, so they're they're not like like actual like real life ammunition where it's like once I run out then I have to buy more. Right, right, right. Uh, I mean, you oh. can certainly buy additional cartridges which are fully charged, but you can also just recharge. Oh, cool! I learned a thing. Thank you. I am assuming because several days have passed, I put about a week in my personal notes um, that a long rest has occurred, and this might be a good opportunity for people who are learning along with us with TTRPGs to maybe find out what a short and long rest is. Chris, if you want to you briefly explain what that is, since I'm assuming we just had a long rest and what that means for our characters. Yeah, so this is kind of an inside joke I have with uh, this particular pro part of the rules. So in 5th edition uh, systems, a short rest is where your character does nothing for an hour and you can basically heal yourself uh, a certain amount based on how many, what are called hit die. So a hit die is basically your level. Um, and each each type of class has a particular type of hit die. Most of them are either going to be a D8 or a D10. So if you take a short rest in your second level, you can roll up to two of those dice to heal yourself. It's a nice way to get some hit points back, especially if you're using a setting where there's no such thing as like healing potions or clerics or stuff and stuff like that, which is Star Wars. A long rest is where your character gets uh, many hours of in uninterrupted uh, rest. And it depends on the species. Some species require you to have a full eight hours of sleep. Other species is a lot less than that. Droids are kind of all over the place. They just need to recharge. But ultimately, you can uh, fully uh, restore all of your hit points and reset all of your class features 
that are basically like, you know, you can use this once per day, once per hour, etc. The joke is, is that at least I do this in my D&D games. The joke is if like you get your arm cut off or you get like third degree burns, a long rest mysteriously heals everything. So your arm grows back and all that kind of stuff. In the Star Wars system, there are alternative rules because, you know, characters have a habit of having limbs cut off and never regrowing back. So uh, there are some alternative rules for the fifth edition Star Wars setting, which, you know, we may or may not be getting into. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, that's that's the difference between the two. And yes, your characters have had several long rests. So you're, you know, at least physically, you're fine. Emotionally, that's different. Excellent. The, the the reason I ask is because one of the discoveries I took in Level Up um, has to do with resting in the period thereof. Mm, nice. Uh, do you uh, uh, take less time to uh, recover? Is that what it yes. is? Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, without going into too much detail, when now, um, when can operate like a college student? On <laughs> <laughs> very little sleep and a lot of coffee. Nice, nice. Yeah, uh, yeah. So uh, one in, uh, if you go down to the uh, ship, uh, the Squonk's computer system where you've interfaced with it before, uh, you have these uh, sets of sheets of paper that have navigational charts written all over them. It's heavily scribbled upon. There's lots of notes taken upon them, and um, as soon as you interface back with the uh, the computer, uh, the Squonk turns red again. The light's kind of dim, but it only happens in the squawk, by the way. So if you're in the freighter ship, you don't notice anything's going on. Okay, so you are awake. Great. The the ship says, what? <laughs> Stud with me. Um, we are about to add some information to the navigational systems that has been updated around the core worlds. Ready to receive data. Understood. Uh, and then, do I have the data, or is that a is that a win thing, or? Well, you could probably just scan in the pieces of paper. Okay. Then, <laughs> okay. Yeah. I had, yeah. I had thought it was on uh, it was on data cards, but yeah, if it's if it's just on paper, then yes, the papers were in a stack, and Win handed them to one in prior to one in going in. Yeah, yeah, I go to the I go to the fax machine, put the put the stack in the the thing and just press the button and I also just... do I do want to shout out, you know, this is an audio only medium. Uh but Nathan has a recording booth and when the squonk lights turned red, Nathan literally flicked the lights on their recording booth red, which is fantastic. It I love it. It looks so cool right now. Awesome. Oh uh, yeah, so um <laughs> uh, uh, so squawk the the squawk is you can tell it's it's trying to digest all of this data and it says update o- original squawk navigational systems totally out of date new information processed understood we are working to get more data updated for navigational systems around the galaxy query. What is current condition of Jedi Temple on Coruscant? Unknown. Acknowledged. Well, would, I, I, I don't think Wenen would really care, because Wenen's never been contracted to kill a Jedi before, so, like, I don't think... Yeah, I, I, I don't think Wenen knows about that. Wenen doesn't care. So, yeah. Right. Okay. Um, 
So if the no more if the computer doesn't need anything else, I will uh, uh, unslice. I will okay. yeah, de-slice. You, dis- you disconnect from it, and the the squawk returns back to normal. Nice talking to you too. Wen says at the lights in the cockpit. I'm I'm gonna do something very nice for Win. Actually, I'm gonna reconnect to the computer because I just thought of this. Um, question: Can you change the language settings in the cockpit? Yes. Please change it to Galactic Basic. No. <laughs> Please change it to Duros. Can you make a persuasion roll? I can, yeah. I just like how Amazing. it's like, no, you gotta... <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. No. <laughs> no, bitch. <laughs> With a plus one, that is a 17. Uh, it will update all of the user interface language to Duros. Thank you. Have a wonderful day. And then I'll, I'll de-splice. Uh, head back up to the cockpit. Yeah, so so when you're like looking around and all of a sudden you could read everything. So when one in enters the cockpit, uh, they find one in, uh, they find Wynn standing, uh, iced coffee, iced calf in one hand, poking at the, the monitor. And when one in enters, uh, they turn around. So... Did you do this? I did. Huh. I thought since I am in charge of my own ship now, I would not be able to translate for you. Wynn kind of takes a moment (laughs) as if they want to comment on something there, and just say, That is a very tactically astute decision, for which you have my... Appreciation. Thank you. Tactics are a speciality of mine. Were the navigational charts able to be updated? Yes. Excellent. How old were the old ones in the squonk? As old as the squonk. Presumably. It is a miracle we made it anywhere at all. Yes, I'm beginning to get that is the overall theme of this particular journey. On another note, would you please accompany me to the... uh, What was Whisper's ship's name? Or does it have one? Uh, She never gave it a name. She probably called it Whisper after her. Okay. Um, In that case... Would one inconceivably have renamed the ship? Yes. Yeah, no, that's that's what I'm trying to... uh... (laughs) Um, oh god, what was... Hold on, I need to open Wikipedia. I feel like twi- uh, 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 badass Twi'leks in the High Republic will name ships after them. I would say that's probably accurate. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. As much as we all like debated over who was captain, it's probably good we don't have a group meeting about naming the second ship. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> would you please follow me to the 1N2000? <laughs> Not the one and two thousand. Incredible. Yes, Charles, it is named after the IG-88 uh, ship from Legends. I fucking hate you. 
<laughs> I, I, now all I need to do is put a copy of what in one end's consciousness into uh, the computer of the IG-2000 and it well, would be perfect. Yeah, I don't, would. don't spoil the end of the campaign where it turns out one end is the Death Star. <laughs> 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 sorry, wow. sorry, I forgot wow. I forgot the, the listeners were keyed into that uh, story bit, story beat. <sighs> that, yeah, that was a thing in Legends. Uh, Wynn just kind of stands there for a moment at the revelation of the name and then just sort of exhales, decides this is not a battle that they particularly want to fight, and goes, all right, let's go do another of our wonderful, exciting, definitely not unhinged team meetings. And as they exit the cockpit, uh, they turn and look at the monitors updating to Duris again, kind of smile to themselves, as if, yes, things are finally going my way for once, and then exit the cockpit. Welcome aboard. This is Captain Rex from the cockpit. The crew of the Phantasmal Squonk were not the only ones who have a new ship. Captain Thess, settling in in his new Star Speeder 500, takes control of the ship while overlooking the dossier provided to him by Lorna D. He knows the name of every crew member, and for what information he has on some of them, he knows their background. This, uh, is personal now. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to another awesome episode of For Light and Dice. We really appreciate all of you for listening to us. If you haven't done so already, please subscribe to our podcast. Please leave a review. It really helps the search algorithm. And most importantly, tell your friends about us. The music used in the show is provided by Gruskov. If you haven't listened to their music yet, which you probably have if you've been listening to the show, you can find their music on Spotify, online. You can also follow them on Twitter at, at Gruskov. Uh, and their music is absolutely wonderful. They've done full soundtracks to most of the High Republic adult books, as well as some additional projects. And they're doing some non-Star Wars stuff now, too. Definitely check them out. I listen to them almost every day at work. If you wish to follow us between episodes, we're on Twitter for right now, at For Light and Dice. Uh, please check us out there. We really appreciate it. And most importantly, may the Force be with you.